Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. Let's join Pastor Paul Carlson for today's message. You know, we're doing a series, as you can see, called Holy Spirit. And my heart and my expectation is this, that as we talk about him, that he becomes more real to each of us. Not just in church, but outside of church. You know, I think it's, it's so important we come to church and get tanked up and, you know, you get encouraged, you stand together with other believers and, you know, you do experience God in an atmosphere, you know, with other believers. Jesus said this, uh, you said it this morning too, that, that, you know, where two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst of them. So, you know, I, I don't want to ever, you know, neglect that. That's good. But I tell you, it's the day-to-day stuff too that is so cool. Because being a Christian isn't just on Sunday or whatever day you go to church, but it's, it's day in, day out. It's, 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 it's with you in the, the, the foxholes of, of, of life, you know? It's in you when you, you go to the store, you go to Walmart with Holy Spirit, you know? It doesn't matter what you, well, it doesn't matter what you wear, but you'd go with the Holy Spirit, you know? And I tell you what, opportunities arise as you walk and, and, and talk with him. You know, you get to know him better. You get to know him better. And my goal is, is to recognize his voice when he speaks to me. You know, I, I've told this story before, but, you know, they're my stories. I like to tell them. But, you know, I grew up, you know, we just ran into a friend of Dana's from high school. I don't know, one day this week we're in some store and, Someone says, Dana, you know, and there's this whole thing going on, and I'm kind of the innocent bystander watching it all like, okay, yeah, right. And, and this girl says, yeah, I, I wouldn't have known you, but I see you on Facebook, you know, and, you know, thank God Facebook's out there doing stuff, and, you know, but anyway, I remember, I remember you know, before there was Facebook, I remember getting out of high school, and, and there came a point where I, I, you know, there was like a separation I went through. You know, after, really after I got born again, it seemed like I kind of parted ways with a lot of people, you know, because I was doing different things. And I think they all were afraid I was a narc or something like that. But, but you know, anyway, I wasn't. But, but, you know, there was that thought. And I remember one time, it had been about five years, I called up this old buddy of mine from grade school on. And, and I called him up. I hadn't talked to him in five years. But I remembered his home phone, and, and I still know it today. Couldn't tell you my home phone, but I, I knew his home phone. And I called him up expecting his mom or dad to answer, and I was going to ask how to get in touch with him. And here he answers the phone. And, and before I could say anything, he goes, hey, Paul, how you doing? This is, okay, now I know this seems like no big deal. But this was before they had caller ID. You know, there was a day... There was a day when it was a mystery when you answered that ringing thing on the, on the wall. They, they, didn't, they had cords and everything. I mean, you couldn't even walk around. And, and this thing would ring in your house. It was connected to the wall. And you're like, wow, who is on the other end of this thing? And you'd pick it up every time. It was just like a big surprise. And this guy did it. And he says, hey, Paul, how you doing? How did that ever happen? How did he know it was me? I'll tell you how, because we grew up together. He'd, he'd, we'd talk every time Christmas came, by, came, you know, we'd call each other, what'd you get for Christmas, you know, and we'd talk and explore all the things. You know, I remember in sixth grade, he got bell-bottom pants. 
yeah, Paul, I got three pair of bell bottoms. I was like, wow, you mean just like the Beatles wore on Ed Sullivan? <sighs> wow. I mean, this is the day that back then, you know? We shared these experiences. Well, you know, you can get to know Holy Spirit to such a degree that I'm not recommending you don't talk for five years, but what I'm saying is that when he talks, you go, I recognize, I know that's him. I know it's him. Now, in, where are we at? John 14. I got to just read this verse, and then uh, we'll get into this. He says, Jesus said this, red letter stuff, Jesus talking. He said, I'll pray the Father in John 14, 16. I'll pray the Father. He'll give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and he shall be in you. All right, Jesus, again, telling these guys what it's going to be like in the days to come. Jesus is telling them what it's going to be like in the days to come, but, but listen up. He's telling us what it's like in the day we live. We're living in this day where the Holy Spirit has come and he lives in us and he dwells with us. He walks with us. Wherever I go, Holy Spirit, you're right there with me. You're with me. You know, whatever I face, you ever have a, a big day or a big week or a big month that you're facing? I'm telling you what, Holy Spirit does not desert you. When times get rough or tough, he's there. He's not just, okay, he is a person. He's not a, an influence. He's not just a, an electrical force, you know, feel the power, something. Yeah, I got a goosebump. Holy Ghost, that's him. He's a goosebump. No, he's a person. He's not an it, okay? He's not an it. He's not cousin it. He's Holy Spirit, Stop. Anyway, John 16, 7. He's a person. He's a person. He's the third person of the Godhead. Okay? In John 16, 7, again, Jesus talking here. And this is what he said. He said, however, this is, I'm reading out of the Amplified. However, I'm telling you nothing but the truth. When I say it's profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. This is what he's telling his disciples. He's telling this to the disciples that walk with him day in, day out for three years. He says, because if I don't go away, now get this, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby, how's that for a title? Try fitting that on a hat. Will not come to you. He won't be in close fellowship with you, but if I go away, I'll send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. What kind of close fellowship? Like live in you, dwell with you. The, you know, I like the Amplified here because it, it expounds on the Greek word here. You know, I think the King James might say the helper will come. Or he might, I don't know if it's helper, comforter, counselor, one of those words he pulls out. But the Amplified goes in and it brings out all these different meanings of what Jesus was saying when he said, it's better for you guys that I go away because when I go, I'm going to send this, this guy to you. He's going to come and be with you. And, 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 uh, 
he, he, he goes through this whole thing. Here, here, the first one I'm going to talk about, I'm going to just quickly go through some of them, then I'm going to come back to one that I want to camp out on today. And, and the one I'm going to camp out on is this one called Advocate. But, but just going through it here, the first thing he said is he's, he's your helper. You know, when you're needing help, we need to look no further than the one living in us, the greater one living in us. Holy Spirit is there in our lives to help us, to help us. Say, he's my helper. Then it says, he's our counselor, you know, and Jesus, Jesus said this. He said, when the Holy Spirit has come, he's going to show you things to come. He's going to take things from heaven and reveal them to you and show you things to come. You know, sometimes I'm wondering what I'm supposed to do in life. And I, I might call a number of people, but Holy Spirit, I mean, he's there to make it known. I always like to do this. You know, I, I don't like to get all mystical about it because you got to walk through life. But I believe this firmly, that if I'm going the wrong way, he'll make it known to me. How many have ever gone the wrong way? And he goes, no, I mean, I, I recognize that. I say, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm not going that way. I had an experience just this week, you know, and, and, and I, was, I was getting a lawnmower off a, of a truck, you know, and it was a riding mower, you know. And what do you do? You, you know, I figure you'd ride that thing right off. But we were in this position, you know, where, where we were unloading this truck, this riding mower off a truck, and there was like, it was a really steep incline to go down. Okay, I'll tell you the whole story. So anyway, there, you know, it was just on a flat driveway, and there was no way of uh, alleviating this steep incline. So what we did is we took this ramp, and I know you wanted to hear this, and, and, and we got some wooden pallets. Don't, don't do this at home, okay? Anyway, so we got these wooden pallets, and, and we piled up, and, and so that the ramp wouldn't go, it would go, and then we took another ramp on the other end of the wooden pallets and, and made it so it was really long and it, gave, it wasn't quite so steep and scary. And I like roller coasters, okay? But I wasn't so sure that I wanted to drive this thing. And then it was backwards, too. So I got right up to the edge and the person you know, that was there watching all this said, do you have peace about that? Because they've heard me say that, you know, that I, that I, I, I always... My daughters would say, do you have peace about that? I'd say, oh, yeah, yeah, I got peace. We'll go. And, and I got to the edge of that truck and getting ready to take the plunge off that thing going backwards. And I was like, man, I don't have peace about this. <laughs> so, so, so I said, not going to do that. So I got off and put it in neutral. And I said, let's just push it down without me on it. And we did that. And, and I'm sure it was my weight that would have probably triggered the whole thing. The pallets would have fallen apart. And he'll show you things. He'll give you good counsel. He'll take everyday life. I mean, don't, don't limit him to just being in church. All right? He speaks to you day in, day out. He'll, he, you can get to know his voice. You can get to be comfortable hearing him. He'll show you things. Show you things you need to know. Okay, we're going to talk more about this, but, but Jesus said this. He said he's our advocate. And, and simply, an advocate is like a lawyer that will plead your case. Going on, though, the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, he's our intercessor. You know, he helps us in prayer. In Romans 8.26, Paul said this. He says, he says, you know, we don't always, how's it go again? 
Likewise, that's what I was missing, the old likewise word. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. And, and, and the word infirmities could be said weakness. So what are infirmities and weaknesses that the Apostle Paul is referring to here? It goes on, it says this, we don't always know how to pray as we ought. Have you ever been there? You ever been there? You ever, you know, been, been looking at something in life and, man, I don't even know how to pray about this thing. I've been there. I'll tell you what, as, as parents, see, we had baby dedication. I can talk to parents today. You know, as parents, when you get kids, I mean, it'll, it'll beef up your prayer life, you know? You'll be like, wow, you know? You know, it's, it's one thing. They're, they're, they're like little, and you can hold them and stuff. Then all of a sudden, they start crawling. Then it's a whole new world. Remember when they crawl? It's like, oh, man, I used to have it made. I could sit them in one place, and they'd sit there, you know, watching a lady in the tramp or something, and then all of a sudden, I never know where they're going to be. They crawl all over the place. And then the next thing you know, they're walking, you know, and, well, that's another world in itself. And then before you know it, snap, they're driving. Then you pray. <laughs> help, Lord, help. So I don't always know how to pray. But Paul said this, the Apostle Paul said, he said, but the Holy Spirit, he'll come and he'll help us pray. He'll help us pray. He'll pray things through us. He'll give us things. It says, it says in, in Romans, it says he makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I know what that means. I mean, it's like, here's what I'd tell people about prayer is, is you know, always pray whatever you do know. You know, if there's things about a situation you know, pray everything you know. But when, you, when you've prayed everything you know, then pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost because he is smart. He's smart and he knows how to pray things out in your life. Goodness, you could be getting on a plane going to Guatemala or something, you know? I'm just saying, it could be. You don't know what's going to happen there. Pray everything you know and then pray in the Holy Ghost. My nieces are going to Guatemala in a week. That's why I said that. Anyway, he's faithful. He's your intercessor. He's your helper in prayer. What's the next thing I have down here? He's your, he's your strengthener. I like to talk about that. I like to talk about that he's my strengthener. The Apostle Paul prayed this in, in Ephesians chapter 3. He prayed this, that we'd be strengthened with might by his spirit in our inner man. You know, the world's all into energy and, and caffeine. I'm into it too, I gotta say. You know, I drink it every day. But, you know, there's power drinks out there and there's things to give you strength or, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, and, and there's, there's things you can do to strengthen yourself, but I'm telling you what, the kind of strength he gives is the kind of strength that goes into the core of your being. Have you ever been tired to the core? I've had a recent time, I remember telling Dana not too long ago, I said, Dana, I'm just, I'm tired to the core of my being. And I just wanted to go sit on the couch and go, and do one of those. See, the Holy Ghost, the kind of strength that he gives is the kind that goes right into the core of your being. No one else can do that. Even sleep, you can get sleep and still wake up drained. But the Holy Spirit can strengthen you, bring you life. Now, the, other, the last one I want to hit before I go back and cover this one about the advocate, because, you know, that's a good one, is this, that he's your standby. He's there standing by. You know, I, I've flown airlines standby many times, so that can have a bad connotation to me. But this is not a bad one. This is one where he is standing by you 
when things are tough, I mean, he is there. He's there waiting to help. He's there. We need to know his voice because when things get tough, he's there to give us direction. He's there to show us the way to go. He's there to strengthen us, to help us with the steps that we have to take. I tell you, he's my standby. I remember as a new believer, one time I, I, I was just, I was like into evangelism. I still am. But, but I remember, you know, I wanted all my friends to get saved. You know, I kind of parted ways with many, you know, but a year or two goes by and I started thinking about them. And I didn't know a whole lot, hadn't been to Bible school yet, but I remember I had this one friend that was in, in the, the mental lockup, you know? You know what I'm talking about? Where you got to get, get, you know, go through the doors and all that. I've been to a lot of those over the years. And, and you know what's crazy about him? Is I noticed this the first few times I ever went to, like it was over in Hennepin County was the first ones I started going to. Um, you know, I'd sit and talk to people sometimes. And you know, a lot of those people are in there, and you know what they think? They think they committed the unpardonable sin. They don't know a whole lot about the Bible, they don't know a whole lot about God, but somehow they think they've committed the unpardonable sin. Listen to the message today, because you need to know. You need to know where voices come from. But anyway, I went to visit this friend of mine, his name was Doug, no relation. And, and uh, he was in... It's all right. It's all right. I entertain myself all the time, Kelly. Um, so he was in this mental ward, and, and he was in there for good reasons. And, and uh, I remember sitting down with him, and again, I, just, I, was, I felt so inadequate. I felt like I don't know what to say to him. You, you know what I mean? What do I even tell this guy? You know, and, and I was probably, I probably was a bad influence on him before, he, you know, before I got saved. But I remember sitting down and words just came out of my mouth. And I remember just telling him the whole gospel story. And I remember it came out in a way that I could tell he heard it. You know, it didn't come off preachy. didn't come off like I was better than him or something. It came off like in his, it hit him in his heart. You know, he prayed and accepted Christ. I was like, Wow. You know, I've told, uh, anyway, he, he, he uh, I actually brought him to church. I actually got him a pass, like, like a, several weeks later. And he got out and went to church and, with me. And, and he, he actually ran out the back door when they gave the altar call because he, he got scared. And you know what? When people have never been in church, some things we do can have an effect on them sometimes. And, you know, and he called me up afterwards and apologized and said, oh, I just got freaked out because we were in this church and, this guy's doing an altar call. I thought he did a fine job of the altar call. But he actually pointed up right, right where me and my buddy were sitting in the balcony. He said, somebody up there needs to come down right now. My friend got up. And he ran out the back door, hopped on a bus, went back to the mental, mental ward. <laughs> but, but you know what? He, I, I, I know this, that I prayed with him. And he asked Jesus in his heart. And I know, I know he, he knew what he was doing. He died. A week later, just died, had a heart attack, and he died. And, and uh, you know, that was back when I was a kid, you know, 20. And that and, um, was just a couple years ago. I was, again, on Facebook. You guys think I live there or something? And I saw this name come up that I recognized from the past, and it was this guy's brother. It was this guy's brother. And here his brother's a born-again Christian. 
And I started messaging him privately, saying, hey, I was a friend of your brother, Doug. And he goes, really? And here, I got to share him that story. That guy died, and his whole family, none of them knew he was, that he ever had any, inf- any contact with Christianity. He didn't have any idea that he'd been saved. And I was able to share that with him, and he said, I ran home and told my mom, or I, I got on the phone and called my mom up. And told her. So what am I saying? I'm saying this. I don't have the strength and the knowledge and everything in myself, but Holy Spirit is a standby. He'll come to your aid and help you. All right, I got to get into this. Jesus said this. He's our advocate. And, and the word advocate, I, I mentioned this, that, that it's like a lawyer in a courtroom. And let me qualify it and say this. It's the lawyer. It's your defense lawyer. Okay, and he, he is the lawyer that is standing up for you. He's standing up. This is what Holy Spirit does, is he stands up for you. And, and if there was a courtroom in the Spirit that we were walking through, there'd be different voices that we'd hear. We'd hear the, the advocate, and we'd hear the accuser. You know, the opposing lawyer, we, we'd call him the accuser. Okay, what is the accuser doing? The accuser is pointing the finger at you and me, saying what we did wrong. He's saying how we don't measure up. He's saying that we're failures and that we're no good. That's what the accuser would do. Can I say this? That is not Holy Spirit. That is not what Holy Spirit does. He does not point out our faults. Well, that's, I thought that's what he did. I thought that was his job. No. Jesus made it very clear what his job is. We read what Jesus said his job description is. He comes to show us things, to, to reveal things to us. He comes to take our stand. To take our stand and to plead our case. How does he plead our case? He says, listen, guys, they may have done these things, but Jesus died for them. Jesus paid the price. Jesus shed his blood, and that covers what they did wrong. As far as we're concerned, they're free. That's what Holy Spirit says. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I'm going to just read this one, and and, and I'm going to stick with the Amplified. In verse 19, it says this. This is something Holy Spirit would say. He'd say, it was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up, holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them and committing to us the message of reconciliation of the restoration to favor. That's a lot of words, but here's the thing. He's saying this, Jesus paid the price. Jesus set you free. Jesus did what you and I couldn't do, and it was put to our credit. This is what the Holy Spirit says. Now, I mentioned that in a courtroom, there's different voices. There's, there's the defense attorney, which, which would be like Holy Spirit's pleading our case. But then there's the opposing lawyer that would come in, and we'd call him the accuser. And do you know who the accuser is? It's the devil. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, 
It says this, it says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now salvation, strength, and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down. All right, two voices that, that, that speak in our life, that speak in that spiritual arena There's the defender, the advocate, and there's the accuser, the devil. Don't mix them up. Wouldn't it be terrible to go through life, you know, picking up the phone, so to speak, and calling out the wrong person? You know, the phone rings, and you pick it up, and you hear a voice, and you go, oh, Holy Spirit, when actually it's the devil? Wow. I don't want to do that. Holy Spirit is our advocate, the devil is the accuser. Now, let me get going here again in John, and I'm going to just pick up where we left off in John 16 and verse 8. Are you with me this morning? You know, you may not think it. This is really important stuff to know. This is good foundational stuff to know. And Jesus continued right on. He didn't pause like I did, but he went from verse 7 to verse 8, and he said this, and and when he comes, he's talking about, again, Holy Spirit. He'll convict, convince the world and bring demonstration to it about sin. You go, hey, hold on. I'm going to read the rest of this verse. It says, and about righteousness, about uprightness of heart, about right standing with God, and about judgment. Wow, if you read that verse, you'd think, wow, he's going to talk about sin, he's going to talk about righteousness. Now, you know, many people would hear that and they'd say, he's probably going to tell us, we sure aren't righteous, we don't measure up. I mean, you know, think about it, wouldn't that be a a thought people might have? You know, sin, he's going to beat us over the head with a sin stick, make us feel like worms. He'd be really doing his job. Yeah, well, let me read on. Because Jesus qualified what he meant by each one of these things. He said about sin. What about sin? Because they don't believe in me. Trust, rely on, and adhere to me. So what about sin? Let me make this real clear. Sin is something we need to run from. You hear me? Sin is something that, that enslaves people. When Paul talked about it in Romans chapter 5... Wrote them all out, but I'm not going to read them today. He said this, that people become slaves of sin. And in fact, in Romans 5, I think it's a brown verse, either 17 or 19. I think it's 19, 17 or 19. Anyway, he said, <laughs> he, said, he said that you guys were once slaves of sin. You know, what does that mean? Sin gets on people and it gets a grip on them and it makes them do things they don't even want to do. But he says, but you guys have been set free because you received, you know, the, 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 he, he used the word doctrine in the King James Version. But really what it could be said is you received the gospel message and it set you free. This is what Holy Spirit does, is he reinforces the freedom that's ours in Christ. What he doesn't, he doesn't do is come and say, sinner, sinner, sinner. No, he comes along and he says, hey, let me show you something. Let me show you how you can not sin. Let me show you how you can be free. This is what he does. 
He brings freedom to your life. He reaches out and he loves us into a place where we can be what God wants us to be. Then in verse 10, Jesus again expounding on this. He says, and about righteousness, about uprightness of heart and right standing with God because I'm going to my Father and you're going to see me no longer. He's, this is what Holy Spirit does, is he comes and he takes the death, burial, and resurrection and makes it real in our lives today. Wow, that sounds weird, the death, burial, and resurrection real. What he does is he takes what Jesus did for you and I and enforces it in our life. What he did is he made us 100% righteous before God. You know, if you're a Christian, if you've received salvation I don't mean that you went through catechism. I don't mean that you are a Boy Eagle Scout. I don't mean that you've been in church every week for 14 weeks and sat in the same chair and said, Hallelujah. Well, you're, you're, you're definitely a Christian. No, I'm not saying that. Neither is the Holy Ghost. He's saying this, just as you are. Just as you are, receive what Jesus did. You're 100% righteous. Not 99.9% righteous. Well, I think he's a little more righteous than I am. No, if you're in Christ, you're 100% righteous. Holy Spirit comes and he enforces that in your life. You, you kind of get a glimpse of that. You hear me talking about it and the Holy Ghost goes, yeah, yeah, that's you. That's you right now. He's talking about you. You're righteous. This is what he does. Then it goes on. Jesus said he'd, he'd talk, the Holy Spirit would come and he'd talk about judgment. You know, what is people, where, do, where do people's minds go about judgment? Well, it's about time someone judged Joel Osteen. <laughs> no, he left that up to Christians on Facebook. <laughs> Please throw nothing, throw nothing. Okay. <laughs> Jesus says this. About judgment, because the ruler, the evil genius, the prince of this world, Satan, is judged, condemned, and sentence is already passed. So what Holy Spirit comes to emphasize in our life, to speak to us, is one, hey, you and I have been set free from sin. Two, you and I have been made righteous in Christ. And three, the devil is under our feet. He comes to say, hey, you know that when Jesus died, was buried, and rose again, he stripped the devil of his power, paraded him around, made a show of him openly. Do you know that it says in Hebrews 2.14 that he's been crushed? i got to read it. Hebrews 2.14. It's my favorite Christmas scripture. And uh, I got it at the end here somewhere. He says this, Inasmuch as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That's the devil. I like the Jordan. It says he came that he might break the grip of the one who controlled death. This is what the Holy Spirit comes to do in our life. He comes to tell us these things, to reveal these things to us, to empower us to walk the kind of life that Jesus intended us to walk. Amen. Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. To partner with this ministry or for any additional information, please visit libertychristiancenter.org.